Welcome to Caverns and Comedians, Dungeons and Dragons powered storytelling with Toronto Comedians. Last time, the party took part in Pat's game show to determine if they were worthy to get to the eyes. But the members of the all-seeing lazy eye got there first. So can I can I just can I do my thing? I, I have a I have a whole bunch of orders of what I'm supposed yeah, to say to you guys. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, please, say your thing. Please continue. Welcome. We've been waiting for you. How long? Let, let him talk. I say we let him talk. I've right? been rehearsing this. Yeah, he's got he's he's got to do it all at once. You're embarrassing okay. me in front of my men. My name is Fook. There's four of uh, his cultists that are right in front of you. Hi, Fook. Mine's Daryl. Good to meet you, Daryl. Nice to meet you, Fook. Are you an evil sorceress? Oh, I don't think so. I don't really. No, no. Finnick has successfully found shadows to hide in. So that's why he's not talking. And it just hardly seems like there's a point to this anymore. I don't think you are taking this moment seriously. I thought this was going to be like a big turning point. Oh. But did, did you write down your monologue? I, I'll just read it. No. I'll read it if you No, want. I can do this. Daryl, is he all right? Ah, uh, he's... Oh, we've been here for weeks. He's just... Oh, things have not gone well. No, that Pat brings us foods. Well, he's nice. Ooh, it doesn't smell musty in here. You must have a bag of pooping. Oh, I, I've, I've got an idea. Uh, Maldar casts Disguise Self to look like the leader and says, all right, now give me the script. I'll perform the script. I'm very good. Now, this is just even more insulting. Do you... All right, we've been waiting for you because we're here to cut you a deal. Finnick has pulled out his short bow. We're not the bad guys. Come on. We are not the bad guys. No, you can't see Finnick pull out his short bow. He's in the shadows. To be fair, you do kind of look like the bad guys. Why? The loopy eye, the, the oh, hooded mask. Oh, the that is offensive. What? That, like, what some, some, a god has a mask. lazy eye. Oh, so elder beauty r- reveals inner worth. Is no, that what it is? No, it's the hood and the mask and the darkness. Yes, we brought back your drunken bandit friend. Fook looks for the head in his bag of holding and holds it aloft. Ah, uh, um, okay, okay. Well, yeah. Yeah, there, we do have, a, we do have a, a slight gang. We do have sort of a gang that... Look, it, it's very hard to get donations these days. He's um, just a little drunk. <laughs> Finnick sneaks around to the gold statue. All right, so he doesn't see you. This speech is taking a really long well, time. I'm going off book now. So we are not... We we aren't the bad guys. We, we are, we're trying to stop this from falling into the wrong hands. Do you understand? I mean, but we're good hands. We're good hands. Finnick silently shimmies up the back of the statue. I mean, I, I, who would be the wrong hands? Because it's not us. We got great hands. Look at my well, hands. Well, maybe folks. Maybe somebody who's trying to build a giant death robot to destroy the city. But We're that's not clearly us. good. We brought your friend back. See? See, we would like to stop the death robots. So why are you giving him the parts for it? What? What? You guys, you stole a water filter. Yeah, because it was poisoning the people of the city. Yeah, he was putting pixie dust in the water to whiten people's teeth, and oh, we were doing Malta. that against stop. the will. It was, it was against, against the people's will. Just stop, just stop, just stop. Yeah, well, okay, the, the, kidney, the kidney does have the ability to influence people. To brush and floss. No, it, it was making people bad and Who stupid. told you that? Uh, he did. Co- Coney? Coney, what? Finnick has reached around the front of the statue's head and taken the glasses off of his face. Uh, as you tried 
to reach for the for the eyes. Your hands are shocked by it when you touch it. Yeah! Don't don't touch them. Don't touch them. You can't touch them with your bare hands. Why do you, what do you think these tongs are for? Well, can, can I borrow the tongs, please? No, look. You guys are working for Coney Wetbottom. Are you idiots? Yes, and the death rabbits. What? 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 I don't know what's going on! Could you just speak plainly? Because as far as we know, Coney is trying to save the city, and you guys are trying what? to destroy the city. No, That's... Whoa, whoa, no, whoa, no, 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 no. Well, could you speak plainly rather than repeating no? Okay. I, I'll, I'll be honest. This one, I was kind of going personal. I, I wanted the glasses for myself. I'm sorry, guys, but I, I did. I I was going to take the glasses for myself because I, I wanted to read the moon secrets. That was my uh, what? thing. What? Oh, Moldar. You know, the glasses, they're just focused magical power. I mean, so that you can read the secrets scribed onto the moon's You can't surface. actually see through them. They're no, they don't work. Can you just, this, this, this argument could go on forever, trust me. Okay. Could you just tell us some something? Right. The lazy all-seeing eye, uh, yes, we're a secret society. Yes, we have some criminal underworld things because we've been forced to. Right. Because, because the people who truly rule this city are trying to stamp us out. They know what, that we know the true origins of, the, of, of everything. They know that we know what's buried down there. Great, we've got another Maldar. You know you sound a little crazy, right? Yes, I, mean, I think he's kind of starting to make a little bit of sense, though. Of course, of course you he do. <laughs> Daryl, I'm so sorry you're going through this. Oh, well, um, I always kind of thought that maybe there was more to life, and uh, maybe I needed some direction, and then I, then I met these guys. They make a whole lot of sense. We get... And, and and I have a place to hang out and friends. I got all these friends now. Okay, okay. So what do you want us to do with the eye? I mean, if we promise not to give it to Coney and Could just to keep it? it for ourselves. No, no, no. I, 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 you guys, I mean. One thing that we don't want to do is to not leave this room like you have. With an eye problem. Yes, with an eye problem, but if we don't take the eyes, if we are not worthy of taking the eyes, then we're never going to leave this room, and we'll just be stuck here with you, crazy lot. Well, Venega, he uh, respected our intelligence, but he seems to have a very prejudicial view of our religious practices. What do What do you mean by that? Agata asks very innocently. Well, a serpent is not a big fan of of, of the old ones. What old ones? My grandparents? The ones who were buried to build this city. The ones who once led a paradise on Earth and were banished and are now having their life forces sucked out by these these filth who control us all now. What filth are you talking about? Well, the Ford family, for one. Can't can't trust those people. They're involved with those, the cracked pipe, you know? They're all those the sewer dwellers and they're... Horning in on our turf and throwing us out of our churches and getting all the donation money we used okay, to get. Okay, okay, this has gotten a little exposition heavy, so I'm I'm just gonna I'm just gonna look. I'm trying to find out what's going on and whether or not I should kill him. Agata whispers to Mulder. Uh, Finnick nods, knowingly towards her, pulls out his short bow, and gets ready. Oh, so so it's gonna be like that, is it? It's gonna you guys you guys just you guys just I don't, don't know, what know better. Do we you? Have. Agata throws a guiding bolt towards the leader. Uh the leader sees your hand crackle with magic, holds up the tongs that he had, quickly pulls down the the eyes. They're now on his head and the guiding bolt bounces off of them. <laughs> How many of these guys were there? 
Uh, there are four cultists and their cult leader. The guiding bolt has bounced off. The Their cult, cult leader is just... I didn't know that was going to happen. These things are awesome. I can... Wow. Wow, these things are powerful. These things... Oh, my. Oh, baby. <laughs> oh, baby. Get ready for this. Get ready for this. But... Finnick is still on the shoulders of the gold statue with his short bow drawn, so he fires an arrow at the back of the leader's head. The arrow misses Bouncley and bounces off. This. It misses Bounce. Bouncley? <laughs> yeah. Bouncley is one of the cultists. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't aiming for him, so great. Uh, the arrow misses and bounces harmlessly off the altar. Oh, ooh, 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 I forgot you were up there. Oh, I'll get you. So Maldar, still magically disguised as the cult leader, runs up to the cult leader, modifies his illusion just so slightly so it looks like he has glasses too, and tries to grapple him to confuse his followers. So the cult leader is taken aback by this. He, first, he, he's never really seen himself from the uh, from a distance. <laughs> that's, that's a bit different to him. Uh, so he is within your grapple. He is You're holding on to him for dear life. And Maldor is just sort of spinning around a little bit, trying to make it more confusing, but still holding him so that he can't get away. Um, what is the, who's the nearest cultist towards? There are four uh, hooded figures in front of you. Uh, Daryl is, is sort of like third from the right, uh, but the closest one to you uh, is a rather round, sort of bouncy guy. I attack him with my magic's long sword. So your attack, this first time that a magical sword will draw blood is a very special moment in this sword's life. It remembers its, its forging. It remembers the, long, the loving look of the blacksmith. It will forever remember slicing the belly of this large, rather portly, round fanatic as a lot of blood falls out. It was very happy. It's glad that it has one of those little grooves for blood to go through, else you would get stuck right into the center of this one. I like this sword. It's kind of gross. Yeah. Well, you're, you're you are trying to kill another human being, so I think you should uh, really pretty. feel that. It ain't pretty, Finnick. No. It ain't pretty. Who's saying that, John Wayne? <laughs> John Wayne in the room? <laughs> Great. So the first, the cult fanatic is going to try to the leader is going to try to get free, just sort of bashing around, and he manages to break out of it. He manages to push Maldar off him, and he's gonna gonna try to scurry away from you and hide behind the altar. I'll get you! Oh, oh, I'm go, I'm going to get you! I am going to get just not. Get My followers! He's trying to get away behind the altar. That doesn't sound like me at all. It totally does. You guys know it. Darnell, it might be best for you to just lie very still for a few moments. Oh, my name's Daryl. I thought we had something. Oh, sorry about that. Oh, I don't... Oh, everybody makes that mistake. You're not going to make it anymore. You're going to respect me. So Daryl is going to attack Fook. <laughs> I remembered your name was Daryl because I'm your cult leader. Unfortunately, Daryl is not, he, he was given very cursory training with his sword. So uh, as he lifts it up, his hands are all clammy from the excitement, and uh, he just sort of misses. He just sort of whiffs badly. Oh, yeah, but if you were, if you were just like off to the left, that would have been, he's embarrassed now. We're all embarrassed for you. Uh, but the other cults, uh, the other cultists are... Circling on Agatha, who they see they're very threatened by, so they're going to attack her. Uh, one of them, 
doesn't do so well because he's got two guys in his way. Uh, he wasn't able to really get a good swing in. But the other two really dig two. into Two? How many are you talking about? There's three of them who are Yeah, but one's him. got a gash in his belly. He's got no, that, but he didn't do that well, so... The two cultists who do manage to hit you do not hit you that hard. They are using uh, scimitars, but they really should have been practicing in the five weeks they've been down here. I'm sorry, Dabney. <laughs> Fook, Fook uses Vow of Enmity and then attacks with the flat of his battle axe against Daryl. The flat? Wow, you're being gentle. Well, he's gotten into my heart. So the flat of your battle axe comes down onto Daryl's head and rings his bell. He is wobbly like a 20-year-old who just learned what whiskey is. Oh, I, my name is Darnell. Go to sleep, Dabney. <laughs> He's still standing, though. He's wibbly-wobbly, but not folly downy. We Wimbles do that quite well. Finnick fires again with a short bow at the uh, one with his guts out surrounding Agatha. If you were to see along the... Along the length of this arrow, like if you put a, a GoPro camera on the arrowhead as it goes from this statue of a beautiful elf over the head of Maldar, over the altar, over the head of the cult leader, it would enter the eye of this poor dying man. It would be the last thing he ever saw. And he would know that his last chance to prove himself had failed and that he was exactly what his father always said a fat loser who's gonna die with an arrow in his eye it's very very specific he we, shoot, was, we it, shoot arrows in a lot of eyes it was it's like a regular thing for us to hit someone in the eye exactly it was a bizarre pro it was a bizarre prophecy that his father had he was gonna be a fat loser it's the last thing that runs through his mind before the arrow runs through his mind you're really gonna want to sterilize that arrow because of their eye infection we don't have pink eye it's, it's a mask. Yeah, I'll just leave it in there. I don't need it back. Am I still dressed up like the bandit? Yep. Yeah, but you uh, also <laughs> attacked him, and like no one, no one's buying this. The... Yeah, because nobody even like mentioned it when I walked into the room. Yeah, uh, it was not a convincing disguise at this point. The context, just the context of the disguise, no longer held sway because this plus was... I was holding up his head. Yeah, you basically <laughs> look silly. Maldar, not wanting to attack any of the followers in case they realize that he's really Maldar will attack the cult leader with his spear. Uh, the cult leader is sort of darting out, like he has his head up on the altar to see what you're going to do. It's almost as though he's able to duck so quickly that his hood is still up and you just stab an empty hood as his head has gone down turtle-like into his robe. See how cowardly he is? Your true leader would never run away like this. I'm still wearing the eyes! I maybe so am I. Or maybe he stole them from me. There's lots of things that could be happening right now. Cult followers, attack that one. Huh? Uh, Agata uses her magic sword to slash at one of the two closest cultists to her. The, the, first, the first one ducks. The second one uh, turns around because it hears a, a whistling just as it does so. As one head goes down, his neck is just right in the right in the path of this and it just comes clean off like the quickest it's like cutting through butter as though his head was connected to his body by butter you slice his head off i like the sword gross put it in the bag <laughs> <laughs> the cult leader scurries away from maldar with whom he wants nothing to do and he attacks agatha who he's just seen chop one of his head men's heads clean off so this this cannot stand so he's going to inflict wounds upon you. 
the cult leader lashes out with his dagger. Respect this now, why don't you? Stabbing Agatis square in the heart. Dark magic power radiates from the dagger through her bloodstream, leaving her lifeless on the ground. Ah, jeez. Agatha, again? This is the second time you've passed out in the middle of the fight. Put her in the bag! No. (laughs) I mean, I'm the cult leader, and I'm for that. This is falling apart. (laughs) Daryl is wibbly and wobbly, uh, but he's going to raise his scimitar. Rebecca, don't do this! (laughs) (laughs) Once again at Fook. Daryl raises one of his now noodly arms in the air and attempts to bring down his scimitar on Fook's head, but his grip is so weak and his elbow is just doing its own thing now that he kind of brings it back to exactly where he started it from and doesn't really quite make it to you, so he misses badly. And then another one. And that's all he's able to say. The second cultist uh, sees that Agat is on the ground, sees that he's now right near his boss whom he doesn't like. Looks up, concocts an idea, and jumps and attacks one of the cauldrons of burning coals and tries to nudge it in the direction of Muldar to hit him with those glowing burning coals. These things are hot. If they touched you, they would burn you if they touched you. He didn't really uh, get the distance right, and they fall just sort of right in front of his feet as the thing just flips over and... He's just left surrounded by burning coals, feet away from you, just not even close. And he just sort of looks at you and shrugs. You've made a terrible mess, and you should be disappointed in yourself. It is now slightly darker. Fook again attacks with the flat of his axe. Sleep now, beautiful one. The flat of the axe hits him square in the forehead. The light goes out of his eyes, and Daryl falls forward into the arms of Fook. So many of my friendships end this way. Finnick fires a short bow at the chain, holding up the cauldron directly above the cult leader. The burning coals fall right on his head. Uh, you see smoke rising as his robes are singed as he's trying to knock them off, and he screams as he accidentally holds one in his hand. He is burning slightly badly. Yeah, it's a nat 20 that allowed you to sever a chain with a short bow. And fall directly onto his head. That is actually very impressive. <laughs> like, think, think that there. Like, that's not. I didn't see any of it because I'm unconscious. Having hit the cult leader, Finnick dives down off the statue and rolls toward them. Mulder looks at the guy who tried to knock coals on him and casts dissonant whispers on him, so that deep within his mind, the doubts of his own ineptitudes start to haunt him. I mean, you couldn't even hit coals on a guy. Like, he was standing right in front of you. You couldn't hit him. And you didn't even know if for sure that was your cult leader or not. You were you you doubted yourself. You doubted yourself. I did. I did. I mean I mean if that was wrong, maybe everything's wrong. Maybe this whole maybe this whole this whole cult thing is wrong. Maybe maybe I've joined the wrong maybe we are the bad maybe the great old ones just don't care about us anymore maybe there's no point to any of it oh, i've got a migraine i'm getting a migraine i am seeing auras i am oh no this is going to go badly so agatha lies bleeding on the floor her heart's still beating there is a strong beat to it she has time all right so the cult leader is now very concerned with this tiny little halfling who's bounding about everywhere. Points at Finnick. Stop! 
Uh, sorry, after he yells stop at Finnick, Finnick freezes in place. He tries to move. Every muscle in his body is straining, but somehow he just can't move an inch. What? This is the second time that I've been held by something. It's, this is not nice. Yeah, maybe you'll learn to take me a bit more seriously now. I work better alone. Oh, sorry, guys. Sorry. I, I, I know you're still there, but, uh, I mean, really, this is not going well for any of you, but it's starting to go well for me. And the other cultist is just, I don't know what to, I don't know what to do with this. I, I mean, if, if it turns out that you're competent, then everything I believed about anybody could be wrong. What? I'm just, I just need to sit down. I just need to sit down and think about things. Uh, so the the other cult, uh, the other guy in the robe just goes and is sitting da- sits down at the other end of the room and holding himself rocks back and forth. Fook goes over to the pile of bodies, ready to raise his companion. He looks down, looks a little confused, and says, Eeny, meeny, miny, mo, catch a tiger by the two. Oh, what the hell? Anagata? Or. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. Anagata. Uh, Okay, Sagata, you may rise, Sagata. What? What ha- Fook? Hello, my name is Fook. Nobody holds a halfling! Phoenix strains against whatever magic is holding him, and suddenly is able to finally move with the greatest effort he has ever put through. But, of course, the that's a very, very strenuous effort, so he doesn't actually manage to move anywhere, but he could next time. Good next, good in a moment. Give him six seconds or so. Maldar turns his attention to the cult leader, takes out his spear, and charges straight at him, stabbing him to the best of his ability. He does manage to hit him, because the cult leader isn't really paying attention to Maldar at this point. But it's more of a, hey, quit it, stop, ow, really? Come on, really? That's what you, come on, come on. This is what you look like when you attack people. Oh, ooh, ooh, you are, oh, I do not, I do not like you. I do not like you, sir. Uh, so Agata stands up very wobbly and uses her own healing abilities on herself and touches the gash left by the evil cult leader. And there's a white glow and all these little red crosses start to bounce out of your hand and <laughs> go above your head just one after the other. <laughs> <laughs> Every time you've seen the cult leader try to do something, it feels like he's he's put his head hands to his head every time to like shake the eyes and nothing has happened so far. Except this time, the right eye seems to sparkle to life. And just this ray of power moves from it. The power. It's beautiful. I can see it course through me. My thoughts become power. My thoughts become real. And a ray of power moves from the right eye, to the giant statue, and it pulls the statue itself out of the wall and flings it across the room, hitting all of you, throws all of you to one corner of the room, and just, it hits you each like a brick. You all have a chance to dive out of the way, to not be thrown across the entire room. Okay, Uh, sorry, (laughs) Vic. The one guy that we expected to do this. Finnick is still uh, super impressed that he got out of that spell, so he's like checking out his movement, and he's like, that's just super cool. I did it. And whoomp, the statue <laughs> gets him right in the back of the head. It 
Like you're carried in the arms of this statue. Like the hands come and slap everybody a bit, but you are just being carried over to the edge, thrown to the edge of the wall with the statue. In the arms of an angel. Well, I think he hit his head rather hard there. To the corner. After seeing what he has just done, the cult leader is just, oh, oh, I could get used to this. I could get used to this. There's so many scores I have to settle. Once I settle you guys once and for all. So he's going to attack Muldar. Wait a minute. You owe us money? Uh, no, no. Oh, God. Now he's going to attack Agata. <laughs> <laughs> he sort of, as, as he's like going over with his dagger to Muldar midway through, he just sort of veers towards <laughs> Agata. Agata, don't die again, please. Wait, can't you give me CPR? I, I have a dry mouth. He comes up to Agata. What did you say to me? Why can't I keep killing you? And he stabs you again. This time, this time, stay down. This time, stay down. Did, did you just say, can't I keep killing you? Because you can keep killing her. You're next, buddy. You're next. I'm already halfway there. Yeah, mm-hmm. go for it. Oh, I hate you guys so much. And in the corner, the his one-time follower. Well, he's no longer compelled magically to run away. Just... There was a lot of truth in what he was thinking. He's got some things to decide. He's he's got to make some choices. He's got to first things first. I just got I guys I guys I'm just gonna just gonna guys yeah, got a problem if I leave. No, I mean I I think we're done here. Yeah. But I, I thought you weren't allowed to leave from the snake man, Pat. Oh, I I can't take the eyes with me, but I think he'll just I think he'll just let me through. So um, wait, you were just staying here the whole time because you wanted to take the eyes? You could have left, but you didn't. Yeah, well... We were just camping out together? It seemed important at the time. It just a lot of things used to seem important that don't seem... You know, best of luck, guys. So best of luck. really, wasn't this leader guy making you stay here against your will? Yeah, fuck him. Yeah. Fuck him. Why don't you join the fight against him? Whoa, whoa. You see that eye thing he's got? He just threw a giant, just threw a giant statue across the room. <laughs> Screw you guys. Yeah, but there's like five against one then. No, no, I'm up. I'm out. I am out of this. Well, then I'm not letting you leave. Isn't there a saying about if you can't believe in something, you can't believe in anything, or something more profound than that? He believe in you. yourself, sir. No, no, no. I'm just gonna, just gonna go. Just gonna go back to school. Just gonna, just gotta go back to school. I'll see you. And he, mm, I'm he not gonna leaves. let you leave. He, no, I'm not gonna let you leave. He, uh, he disengages nope. and leaves. The no, room. I'm not gonna let you leave. May I just say that you're having this argument about some random guy leaving while your colleague is dying on the floor? Well, just yeah. saying. Well, yeah, but, but like he was one of the bad guys, and now he's just walking out of the room, and we can't do anything about it. And in our defense, if we can't do anything while she's dying on the floor, we never get to do anything. Oh. <laughs> yeah. You do have to spend a lot of actions bringing her back from the dead. Yeah, <laughs> I'm Fuk taking has, all the hits Fuk for has, you. Fook says a short prayer over his battle axe and then approaches on the leader. As his battle axe makes contact with the cult leader, he's he's gone the glowing of the eyes still upon him and suddenly everything just Everything just explodes. Everything around you in the entire room. You've never heard a sound as loud as this. You, it's not only deafening, but it's even, in a sense, if it can be said, blinding. Uh, you assume that the world is torn asunder. The, the feeling of force moves through all of your bodies. 
the cult leader is heaving, bleeding. The only th it seems as though the eyes themselves are the only thing making him stand upright. He seems shattered on the inside in a way that no amount of healing could ever undo. He'll never be a good singer again. That seems unrelated. <laughs> hey, you need to hear to sing. Okay. Ooh, uh, that's not the spell I meant to cast. <laughs> <laughs> Finnick picks himself up and runs toward the leader, diving to grab the glasses off of his face. As Finnick launches to try to grapple onto the, the eye, uh, he does get a hand on it. You get a hand on it. Good grip. Oh, thank you. But once again, the, the, just the power of it throws you away. It, the bearer of the eyes is going to remain the bearer of the eyes so long as he's alive. Great. So I'm going to use my extra, my cunning action after I've landed and uh, toss my hammer at him. <laughs> I don't think you can make an attack with your... It's not, a, it's not an attack. I'm just throwing my hammer towards his general <laughs> <laughs> The handle of the hammer hits him, but it was so slow that all he knows is that you just have such distaste for him. You just handed him a weapon. Yeah, yeah what, are you, what are you even trying to do right now, Finnick? Check yourself. That's before what... you wreck yourself. The other cult member pops his head back and goes, check yourself before you wreck yourself. <laughs> Out. Kiss. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Maldor charges forward with his spear and tries to get another stab in. Once again, this one is very weak. Uh, yeah, you touch him, but it's so weak that you expend all of your force just making contact, and none of it has any force to move through him. The cult leader is just annoyed. It's like, why do you guys keep doing this to me? I mean, I put half the effort in. You could come the extra inch and take the hit. No. Eh. Why would I even do that? I tried. So Agata's just lying on the ground, bleeding badly. To the cult leader, his left eye begins to glow. Fooked, a blue puff of cloud comes out of it and sort of envelops your head, but he shakes it off. He got sleepy for a second. He, he just had this voice in his head calling him to slumberland. A song, Mr. Sandman, bring me a... Just, it was just in the background of his brain for a while, but... Suddenly I want a man. <laughs> a dreamy man. Ah, I really thought that was going to work. Well, I'll just have a Jew then. I never caught your name. The one who pokes at me. Yeah, Maldar. 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 Oh, I'll have a Jew. Ooh, pleasure to meet you. He stabs at you with his dagger once into the shoulder blade. And just takes a big slashing blow against your throat. Uh, tell me your name as I fall asleep. Tamir! That name is lame. Maldar falls unconscious. Fook is going to raise his battle axe over his head, scream, and go running across the room towards the leader. Fook does something that... None of you have quite seen before. He, he raises battle axe, but there's something about the way that his, his entire body is turning. The power is all coming from the core. Really, if you lead from the legs, you get more power. And then just there's a snap of the forearms as the blade comes down, really accelerating the head of that blade to a speed which seems to cut through the very threads of reality, slicing through the bounds between life and death. Uh, slicing, just separating all of you who are still alive from the cult leader who is now very, very dead. I'm sorry, it's a very pretentious battle axe. 
How am I the only one that saw that? The cult leader has fallen to the ground, and his head seems to be bubbling and wasting away under the power of the eye as it glows and then darkens. Ooh, that last bit wasn't me. I... I... I think I finally see respect in your eyes. To be fair, I've seen somebody smash something through realities before. Uh, I believe it was described as Dragon Ball Z style. Oh... I don't know what that means. Neither do I. It I'll just make ca- these two up. Fook lays hands on both of the fallen companions. Hey, don't lay your hands on them. Ooh, Where yeah. exactly is Fook laying these hands? <laughs> above the waist, I assure. <laughs> okay. Just in the, just not yes, in the no-no zone. Yes, but above the waist on me still. <laughs> Meh. It's a, <laughs> it's a medical emergency. The, the cult leader, Tamir, is dead and his body is gone. And there are the... The eyes are just lying on the ground in, in a puddle of robe and former cult leader. Now we have to figure out how to get them out of the room. Agata takes 10 minutes to cast Prayer of Healing and heal herself and her compatriots. While Agata is do casting her spell, Maldar will take a quick second to look what Fook and Finnick are doing, and then he will dash and grab the glasses for himself. Finnick has already grabbed the glasses for himself because he was conscious before Maldar was. So, uh, Finnick, once again, never learning, uh, (laughs) as Maldar reaches for the eyes, the dexterous little hands of Finnick reach in under him and grab them himself and once again unleash the shocking force of the eyes. Perhaps we should hide them in the bag of pooping. Is there poop in there? There, there may be, but it's insulating. Uh, Maldar will take his two daggers and use them as makeshift tongs to lift the glasses and drop them into his open pack. That would have been a great idea uh, if they weren't metal and conducting. <laughs> were the tongs not metal? Oh, the, those tongs? The magic tongs that he used to pick them up previously that Nobody you saw? Said those were magic tongs. He didn't have to say, but uh, I think you're unconscious again. Maldar falls unconscious from the shock. <laughs> Phoenix sees what's happening, goes and grabs the magic tongs, and picks up the glasses and tosses them into Maldar's bag. No! (laughs) (laughs) Tosses them into Fook's bag, because Maldar is a creep who was saying that he was going to steal them for himself. Magic tongs? What sort of salad would that make? (laughs) Absolutely nothing happens untoward when you pick them up with the tongs. You're able to safely put them into the bag of pooping. When you grabbed the tongs out of the robes, there was also a little note there. Tamir, we have entrusted you with the safekeeping of the eyes as a test. Normally, they would be hidden away at a much more secure location and guarded by many powerful warlocks of the all-seeing eye. But for now, we entrust you and four of our lowest-scoring applicant on the eye's religious competency exam with the task of retrieving them. To give you a chance for redemption, should any come to claim it, use this scroll to convince them to lay down their weapons, then bring them to us. We have purposes for them. Should you fail in your ruse, defeat them with force. Should you fail thusly, we can only hope that the lazy, all-seeing eye does not gaze upon your soul with wrath. Love the Arch Cardinal, dictated but not read. There's also a scroll of suggestion. Agata spends ten minutes uh, sitting in a lotus position, praying to her god, and magic white light emanates from her and heals her compatriots and herself. Little glowing red crosses. 
Okay, I, I regret grabbing the eyes uh, now, and I don't know what happened while I was out, but I'm just going to assume that whoever took them is going to be responsible with them, and uh, I'm just going to let it be. Responsible, eh? Weren't you the one who said that you were just taking them for yourself? I was taking them to figure out the moon secrets so I could spread the truth to the public. Okay, but all that aside, we were all on a quest together. And I'm on a personal quest for truth. Are you guys still arguing? I just spent so much time healing you. Are you still arguing about these stupid well, glasses? No, I want to just not argue in front of our guest. What guest? All right, Daryl's here. Is that his name? Yeah. I thought it was Rebecca. Is Daryl the new Cornelius? Guys, was I dead? No, just unconscious. It's all life. Oh, that might have been me. Okay, so we have the glasses, right? Where are the glasses? I, I was focused on healing. Where are the glasses? They're in the poop. Oh, I got a saw where Finnick was pointing to the bag of pooping. Hello. So how do we get out now? Maybe the snake won't notice that they're in the bag of holding. C- can we can we call to the snake? Phil? 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 Can Pat. His name was Pat. Pat. His oh. name was so Can't clearly Pat. 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 We talked about Pat. Pat, Pat. and Ajax. Oh, yeah, thought... Even Fook remembered Pat. Phil was the bad guy. Gotcha. I've been knocked out twice. Give me some credit. Pat? Pat, how can we get out? Come on down. I, th- I think I think we have to go towards the the thing again. He's doing the same thing that he did before. The, it's gonna be another game show. It's he's he wants us to come on down to another game show. Okay, I let's want, do it. I that's, can't guess anymore. These prices. That's okay. You didn't guess last time. You just ran away. We still haven't won a trip. And retracing your steps, you come to the the what was once door number one. There is a flame wall around it, but as you get closer to it, the flames go down onto the floor. They sort of move about on the floor, creating almost an isolation booth of fire that you can move back into the large chamber with uh, Pat and Ajak. Oh, I see. See, somebody's come back for the lightning round. Just kidding. Just kidding, Maldar. You don't need any more lightning, do you? (laughs) (laughs) Is that a new vest? Oh, why, yes. This is the exit vest. Also, I was the one who got shocked twice. Thanks. Yeah, but that that couldn't take you down. <laughs> you know better than that. You you obviously were the one who worked out the worked out the tongs, right? Well, well, yeah. Oh, you little scamp! You, you sure you don't want to join us? Yes. I think he has a crush on you, Finnick. I'm completely asexual. Asexual being? I no, uh, quite the opposite. I'm just gonna get. I'm I'm not ashamed of it. I uh, I have no amorous feelings toward any being oh well thank you for sharing that with us nor do i have the genitalia required to act upon such a thing i was gonna ask i suppose i could provide some rather effective oral pleasure with my extremely long and prehensile tongue those fangs though Mm. well if you're into it but i'm not really all i've got to do is see if you guys are worthy and wise enough to use the eyes right that's something that you still haven't um Explained? Usually people really prove themselves as evil when they get to the eyes. I mean, uh, a few thousand years ago, there was a, there was one wizard uh, who said, I've got the eyes, I've got the eyes, I'll see them die. Well, we don't want to see anybody die. Yeah, that's I... good, that's good. What, what do you want the eyes for? I, well, I, like I said, I've said this many times, I want to read the moon, find its secrets, and share them with the world. Would you like this telescope? We've got a telescope. I was going to use it for the next group of people. Would that work? I feel like a telescope would... Yeah, you that just... will... You can see all you need to see on the moon. Let's take oh. the telescope. Yeah, I'll take a telescope, for sure. Yeah. But, but also the eyes. But also the eyes, yes. Like for I, us. Oh, oh. We, um, we hmm. really just want to uh, help people and not clean windows. Because 
the city is making us clean windows, and that's not you what we want to do. don't want clean windows. No, that's we don't. That's why you want the, no. one of the most powerful <laughs> magical artifacts. No, I said we want to help people, but we also don't want to spend our time cleaning windows. I don't see day. how windows figures in. I don't either. In. Ask the city. What we want to do is save the world from bad guys. That sounds like, like a good evil guy thing. Sorceress yes. who destroyed my entire village. Yes, we will use the eyes to kill the evil sorceress. Was that not clear with elf people and not clean windows? Well, <laughs> I'm, I'm looking for specifics, and I know he's crazy. Oh, you want specifics? Yes. Yes. Why? Why did you come here in the first place? Let, we let's came figure here. That out now. We came here because uh, um, um, a powerful sorcerer who wants to help the city told us to come here and retrieve these eyes to help the city, and yeah. we want to help the city. Help the city. Who's Who's this? Coney Wetbottom. Ooh. Ooh. Ooh, that could go either way. Yeah. Yeah, but wouldn't you rather see which way it goes? Ooh, good point. Good point. You're cute. And and we're we're good, so we could sway it the good way. Yeah, you're like me. There are things I know about Coney that you may not. Is it how he got the name Wet Bottom? <laughs> That's a family name. Yeah, Ooh. but how did the family get it? Sounds nasty. Their tower was once the tallest in all the city, and it had the biggest fountain in all the empire. Unfortunately, it would soak the surrounding area, creating a wet bottom to the tower. Before they were the horse poopers. Oh, that's worse. Can you tell us some of the uh, things you think would make Coney wet bottom go the other way? Like um, gay? No. Can you tell us some of the things that you think make Coney bad? Well, oh he's, going tr- he's trying to build a giant death robot. Oh, is that what he's going to do? Yes. Why? Well, he has his, he has his reasons. A death robot. Oh. Yeah, de- just because just a robot can kill doesn't mean it's evil necessarily. All right. I'll tell you what. We'll go back there. We'll talk to Coney. If he's still going to build this death robot, we maybe won't give him the eyes. Or we'll figure out why he's building the death robot. Also, if it's a giant robot, these glasses wouldn't fit it anyway. That's that true. is true. Uh, see, okay. I'm pretty sure this annoys him as much as it does me. <laughs> Yes, it does tend to uh, look like a bunch of glasses, but it, they aren't actually. They're just, it's just a coincidence. But the other guy put them on his face. I know, I said it's a coincidence. That had nothing to do with where he put it. He could have put it on his elbow and it would have worked the same way. Maldar is leaning next to the exit, holding his telescope, going, Do you know what time it is outside? Because I really want to use these right away. That's really my priority right now. What I need to do is test to see if you're wise enough to get through. A window cleaner is cleaning a window on the 25th story of a sheer tower when suddenly she slips and falls. She has no safety equipment and nothing to soften her fall, yet she is not hurt. How can this be? Thaumaturgy. Featherfall. Oh, she's on the inside. Because she's on the... Correct. Why don't you tell him what he's won? Well, he's won the ability to take the eyes with him. Really? That was how you figured out? Riddle? Like like a wordplay riddle? Really, the the windows could have not existed because sometimes there's a spell that makes you wonder how many windows there are. Guys, stop talking. Just take take it and run. I have to see into all times. You even let me guess multiple times. That's true. Yes, but I wanted to see if you guys could think. I wanted to see if you guys could use your brain. Stop arguing with the wind. Just take it and go. That's about the smartest thing she's ever said. She passes too. Yeah, she seems very wise. Yeah. But don't poop in the bag anymore. It's gross. I make no promises. 
wait, so what are you going to do down here now that you no longer have this to guard? The eyes are, are all enduring. They're, they'll return. Yes, get a hobby. I paint. Oh, yes, badly. Why would you have to say that? Why would you? Oh, I'm sorry. I I just thought it was a terrible painting. Fook, take the win and go. Just going to put some happy trees on it. Just going to write in a few happy trees. As we walk away, we turn around and see as the illusions of magic fade that he actually has a large afro. And he's sitting in front of an easel. This is my painting wig. Well, I guess they've got some questions to ask themselves. They just broke the spirit of a a beautiful and immortal being who was just trying to help them see the the moral side of their actions. And Well, maybe they're going to go help a crazy wizard build a death robot. This has been Caverns and Comedians. Dungeons and Dragons powered storytelling with Toronto Comedians. Starring Oliver Giorgio as Finnick the Rogue, Joanna Houghton as Agatha the Cleric, Maddox Campbell as Maldar the Warlock, Scott Thrower as Fook the Paladin, and Kyle Scott as the Dungeon Master. Audio recording by Andrea Miller, theme by Derek Baldwin, edited by Maddox Campbell, created by Kyle Scott and Maddox Campbell. Opening and credits read by Ralph McLeod. Caverns and Comedians is a Kicks and Giggles production. More information can be found at kicksandgigglesentertainment.com slash cavernsandcomedians or on iTunes. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please like, share, and review it. Your support will help us make more episodes. Thanks for listening.